Hi, this is Jan Miyazaki, the host of the Wednesday 8 o'clock buzz. Thank you for tuning into WORT. If you like what you're hearing, please consider making a donation at wortfm.org slash donate. And it's 8.33 and joining me is Lisa Graves. Lisa Graves is the founder and executive director of True North Research, a national investigative watchdog group that works with journalists and other researchers to shed light on the dark money fueling regressive agendas targeting vital institutions such as our courts and public schools. She's also the board president of the Center for Media and Democracy, um, and I am on the board of CMD. Now, Lisa, I um, wanted to talk with you about some of 2023's most important stories, um, most underreported stories, and I'm calling this, yes, Virginia, there is a billionaire problem for American democracy. So good morning, and thank you for joining me. Oh, good morning, Jan. It's so nice to be on your show, and I always love your music every time I hear it. That is That was great music. Thanks, John. Hey, so Lisa, you know, you're, you're just going directly to... Um, stories about the court. And, you know, the one that I I, I think of first is um, Justice Thomas, um, the issue of if the questions regarding Donald Trump's um, uh, uh, immunity um, ends up in the Supreme Court, whether or not he should recuse recuse himself. So let's start there. Tell us about um, your concerns about Justice Thomas, and then we, and whether or not he should recuse himself. Well, yes, uh, that's such a timely question since Jack Smith has teed up the question for the U.S. Supreme Court about Trump's outrageous, outlandish, unprecedented assertion that he has some sort of forever immunity uh, from any prosecution ever, um, which would be in you know defiance of the Supreme Court's rulings during the Nixon saga and numerous rulings over the years. So right now that case may come to the U.S. Supreme Court, and there's a legitimate question about whether Clarence Thomas will recuse himself or not. I think he should. He certainly compromised um, in numerous ways, including by the fact that his wife was heavily texting Mark Meadows, Um, as the Washington Post reported uh, back in 2022, heavily texting Meadows uh, to basically foment the coup to insist that the American voters' uh, votes in the 2020 election not be um, honored um, and that the uh, White House do anything it it could to um, stop the count, to stop those votes from being counted in the Electoral College and beyond. And so, um, you know, uh, this was, uh, as you all may recall, in the middle of the Uh, pandemic at a really significant point in the pandemic before there was a vaccine when people were um, most people were uh, uh, if they could staying at home as much as possible and so there's Jenny repeatedly texting the White House about her outrage and her conspiracy theories um, about the election and Clarence Thomas uh, is her spouse Um, with when the issue came up um, in terms of disclosures from the Trump administration that were being sought um, in a previous set of litigation, Thomas refused to recuse himself. That was wrong then. Uh, it's still wrong. I don't think that he has any integrity, actually. So I don't think that he will recuse himself, but I think he should. I think he's someone who any reasonable person would believe uh, could not be fair in this uh, in ruling on Trump, given his wife's relationship with trying to keep Trump in power illegally, in my view. Now, the, the other 
concerns, and I wanted to just have you comment on, is you know how cons- how concerned should we be about gifts to Supreme Court justices, and uh, and really, are we really doing anything about it? We should be very concerned about these gifts. These um, what we've seen is that. Leonard Leo, who um, is one of the most powerful not elected officials, in essence, in the country, a a private citizen who has um, befriended billionaires in order to capture the U.S. Supreme Court and help capture state courts um, as well, um, that Leo has helped facilitate gifts of travel to these um, justices, to some of them, in particular uh, Clarence Thomas. Um, This is inherently corrupting practice. Um, and it's also the case that these aren't just uh, sort of ordinary billionaires. They're billionaires like Harlan Crow who have a, a, an agenda for our country, for our politics, for our law. Harlan Crow helped stake the Swift Boat Veterans for Truth political attack ad back in 2004 and has funded numerous politicians um, since then, including uh, almost every member of the Republican side of the Senate Judiciary Committee. He's also funded groups that submit briefs to the U.S. Supreme Court to try to sway its rulings. So it could not be more serious. These issues, um, the, the culture of corruption that Chief Justice John Roberts has allowed to take hold of the court is unprecedented and is a true threat to the integrity of our justice. And in fact, we're, we see it bearing, uh, bearing out results in the extreme decisions and rulings by this court. So it's a substantial issue. And the, I guess the last thing I'll say on this uh, before, we, <laughs> before the next question, Jen, is that there's a brand new story today in ProPublica about how the Judicial Conference, which is the um, body that is supposed to help police these um, the federal gift rules, which have been around since 1978, rules that require every officer in the government, including in Congress, the officers in Congress, the Congress people, um, including executive branch officials, including every judge, including the Supreme Court, they're supposed to disclose any gifts of travel um, and other gifts they receive. This brand new story uh, breaking this morning on ProPublica shows that that was a farce. It's a farce that the rules have not been enforced, that they've been um, uh, this culture has been allowed to take hold in terms of protecting the judges. And there's a massive need for real reform. So is there evidence that whether or not this is just an individual you know, problem, old rules, needing new rules? Um, people taking advantage of that? Or is there some evidence that it's there's some kind of systematic um, uh, corruption going on? Well, I would say in the case of Thomas, it's systematic corruption. And quite frankly, also Scalia, he was a frequent flyer in um, uh, a number of uh, trips himself before he passed away, including passing away at a, at a resort, that, a fancy resort that someone else was paying for for him. Um, but it is so it's systematic in terms of some of the justices. Um, and there's been other reports about Alito taking a uh, very fancy, you know, uh, expensive uh, salmon fishing trip uh, with Paul Singer. And that was subsidized by another billionaire, Rob Arkley, who helped stand up the very organization that has been part of Leo's attack machine called Judicial, the Judicial Crisis Network, um, or otherwise known now as Concord Fund. Um, so at the Supreme Court level, certainly with those um, justices, it's a significant, ongoing, um, at least you know, serious issue because there's also the story about Alito being pursued by um, fundamentalists eager to eager to influence um, the court's rulings in the Hobby Lobby case and how that case leaked um, the the result of that case that he 
wrote the opinion on leaked in advance and was attributed to him directly by the people who organized that influence campaign. So it's systematic. In terms of the lower court judges, though, I think most most judges uh, feel obligated to follow the rules. Every year when they sign those financial disclosure forms, they sign that under penalty of potential civil and criminal consequences. Um, those consequences have not been pursued uh, when there's violations. They should be, certainly in the case of Clarence Thomas in particular, who's, who's a repeat violator. But it's also the case that the um, internal mechanisms within the court system to supposedly enforce this um, are uh, weak to non-existent uh, in reality. And so um, that's why I think we have to do both in terms of condemning the corruption um, and the uh, self-enrichment that Clarence Thomas, for example, has engaged in using his public office for private gain, and also recognize that the systems in place at the U.S. court system to protect the integrity of our judicial system are have failed and need to be substantially reformed. You know, the, um, the state courts uh, just being a this this um, battleground on all sites. What are you keeping an eye on on state courts and influence of dark money billionaires? Well, it's a substantial issue, and um, Leonard Leo and his dark money network has been one of the main funders of attack ads um, in uh, some of these state Supreme Court races, including in recent um, Wisconsin Supreme Court races. Uh, although not the most recent one, which was largely funded by Dick Ulang, who we'll talk about in a moment. But Leonard Leo, um, his organizations, the Judicial Crisis Network and Concord Fund, um, are one of the biggest contributors to what's known as the Republican State Leadership Committee, uh, RSLC, which, which has an operation um, that he's basically been funding called the, quote, Judicial Fairness Initiative. That's a misnomer in my view. Um, but that group has spent big in Wisconsin elections, including um, in uh, three of the last four cycles, um, and has helped run outside attack ads attacking any candidate um, that is, um, you know, said to be progressive or um, uh, is not a right-wing Republican-aligned person. Um, in this most recent cycle, though, in Wisconsin, uh, what we saw was just a massive amount of spending on the part of Dick Uline, who um, lives in Illinois but has taken a substantial interest in trying to dominate Wisconsin politics, he runs Uline, U-L-I-N-E, which is one of the biggest suppliers of office, office supplies and packing supplies in the country, if not the world. Um, Uline has uh, been known uh, and, in fact, is notorious for his funding of some of the groups that um, helped uh, foment uh, the events um, on, um, uh, at, you know, on January 6th in Washington, D.C., but also uh, very far right-wing groups backing DeSantis and, and you know, right-wing, very far right-wing politicians. But in the case of this election, what was truly astounding is that um, D- Dan Kelly, who was running for that seat against Janet Protasiewicz, um, Dan Kelly, who lost that election, early in the race, it turned out that he had not been raising very much money for his own campaign. And he was asked by reporters about that, and he said out loud that he expected outside interest groups to spend money because of their interest in the court. In essence, he was um, suggesting that he didn't need to raise money that would be disclosed to the public about the sources of funding his campaign because outside money would come in to try to save him. And in fact, Dick Uline spent millions of dollars to try to put him, install him into office. And the people of Wisconsin rejected his campaign and voted uh, overwhelmingly for uh, Judge Janet, 
Um, and then what we saw was an effort um, that seemed to be an ongoing threat, but it reached a, a higher point earlier this year, of Republican members of the state legislature who, a legislature in Wisconsin that is one of the most disproportionate in terms of not reflecting the actual voter registration and voter activity in the state because of the totally distorted map, we saw that legislature threaten to impeach her and try her and convict her of impeachment, or convict her and impeach her. Um, and so we have a very corrupt system in Wisconsin because of the gerrymandering that the RSLC, uh, the Republican State Leadership Committee, helped uh, create when it ran the, med- the red map operation back in 2010 and secured a majority um, in the state legislature that they then used that majority to draw these really distorted, unfair maps in order to have a situation where we have um, basically a supermajority in the state Senate here and a substantial number in the assembly, even though when uh, voters in Wisconsin can vote the map of the state, meaning just the map of the state, the whole state of Wisconsin for the governor and the attorney general uh, and the president, Democrats can win. But when the Republican legislature's grossly distorted maps are in place, they then uh, form a substantial majority in the state legislature, and they've used that substantial majority to thwart progress for the people of Wisconsin, including economic progress, reforms, and more. And they've also been trying to you know, uh, push forward this effort to block the women of Wisconsin, people of Wisconsin uh, who get pregnant from having access to um, birth to, to, to abortion um, and uh, support for uh, their their decisions about abortion and reproductive their reproductive future. And um, and that's just gonna we're just keeping an eye on on all of that, right? The yeah the um, issue around public education. What were you keeping an eye on um, this year, and what do you want us to keep an eye on? Well, in terms of the uh, the billionaires, um, again, this is an area in which secret money has been flooding in to try to distort school board races. Um, the most uh, famous or notorious name now is Moms for Liberty, which is a group that whose leader, uh, who's one of its founders, is an, embroiled in a, a pretty serious scandal in Florida. But that group um, has been um, part of the effort to basically remove books from libraries, attack uh, teachers, principals, school boards, push um, anti um, efforts to block the accurate teaching of history called their sort of anti-CRT agenda, um, block access uh, for kids to materials about, um, you know, famous books, uh, including by Pulitzer Prize winning authors that may um, have, you know, uh, something that these moms of liberty find objectionable, but that you know is 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 not uh, challenged for the actual literary um, importance of those books. Um, and they've also been mounting an attack on on families who who have kids who are um, LGBTQ or um, uh, possibly trans. Um, and so it's just been a really cruel and hateful um, and uh, uh, you know just vicious campaign that moms of liberty has mounted in state after state, including here in Wisconsin, up north, for example, up near Iron River, River, we've seen um, these uh, activities down uh, near Milwaukee in the suburbs there and, you know, really across the state, but not just in Wisconsin. And so that's an ongoing threat. And that is not just a threat to um, our libraries and this effort to basically toss books from public libraries and and public school libraries, as well as just, you know, town libraries, but also... Um, this is basically a GOTV effort by right-wing Republicans to try to get voters out in order to vote up and down the ticket. 
And the, the threat that is um, less well-known is the fact that Leonard Leo, again, the guy who packed the Supreme Court with judges to overturn Roe, overturn 50 years of precedent to destroy our rights, um, he, um, that Concord Fund that I mentioned earlier, Concord Fund Judicial Crisis Network, also has another alias called Free to Learn and Free to Learn Action. Um, Free to Learn Action has um, been active in school board um, areas, basically standing up these websites that look like the school board website. It has the same URL, basically, or a similar URL to the school board URL, but it ends in .com. And it looks like a voter data harvesting operation um, in order for them to um, try to potentially affect the results of elections. We know from uh, from some uh, good friends in in, la- in the labor unions that Leonard Leo's free to learn operation has stood up 80 websites during this past off year election um, in 10 states at least. Um, so we expect Leonard Leo to be continuing to try to influence our um, our culture um, and our democracy up and down the ticket, including targeting school boards with this same sort of. Um, uh, uh, efforts to destroy uh, commitments to equality um, and to, um, you know, limit uh, curriculum and to limit access to um, books. Hey, I'm listening. I'm listening to Lisa Graves, founder, executive director of True North Research. John Minor, engineer. Can I say damn? <laughs> but um, <laughs> it is. Um, yes, Virginia, there is a billionaire problem for American democracy. Hey, thanks, Lisa. Uh, 